Heather McDonald, James O'Keefe, and Sheriff David Clark at Freedom Summit 2018. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com. Dan and KMAC in for Amy this morning. Kristen McCurry, Chicago Tribune Editorial Board. Uh, the uh, governor's race in Illinois, Kristen. You wrote a piece uh, a few, well, it seems like a few months ago. It was probably only about a few weeks ago, but uh, this was the... Uh, I can tell it had a great impression on you. Well, I mean, I just don't remember the time, but it had the impression this is going to be bad, that piece, that uh, you're seeing the implosion of the Republican Party under Rauner, and you're looking at a midterm that's going to be very bad for Republicans in Illinois is, was essentially the gist of it, particularly in the suburbs. Now, that may have changed a little bit because of the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearing, which, of course, was unforeseen at the time you wrote your piece. But um, do you, where, do you, where do you have a sense of the governor's race uh, with the final debate ha- held last night as well as uh, the impact on ballot? I mean, I think the governor is closing the gap a little bit, but he's so far behind in the polls that, uh, I mean, it's just, it's almost unsurmountable, but he, you can see that he's finally, finally looking like he's trying to win this race, where I think for the past six months to a year, uh, it just almost seemed like he was just giving up. Here's his uh, sort of last-ditch appeal. Uh, this new commercial, Bruce Rauner to camera. You sent me to Springfield to fix our state. We've done some good. We've stopped a lot of bad. But like you, I'm frustrated because we haven't done enough. After decades of corruption, change doesn't come easy. We could give up and give total control to Madigan, Pritzker, and the machine that made this mess, or do the tough, honest things to save Illinois. This might be our last chance. Wow, that was some dramatic music. It was very, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It was like days of our lives in the background there. Uh, like sands through the hourglass. Yes, David these, Foster these. was really uh, so quite um, moving. So it's that struck it's, it strikes me as uh, about half a step above begging that spot, and uh, it's very reminiscent of his wine club buddy Rom's cardigan sweater spot in 2015 after. Uh, when he was in the runoff with Chewy Garcia, he puts the cardigan sweater on and says, you know, I know I'm a jag-off, and I apologize. I rub people <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> please, please reelect me anyway. And so we did. Um, not going to work for Rauner. I mean, he he did have, so he a few weeks ago, he did his letter or his press conference where he talked about how he needed to take smaller wins. Um, government is slow. Uh, he tried to make that appeal where he sort of admitted to making mistakes. That was pathetic. I saw that. Pathetic. I, it was just too late. It well, was, no, it was no, no. It was, it was not an apology. It was not an apology for being dishonest. It was not an apology for breaking promises. It was not an apology for stabbing core constituencies in the back repeatedly, uh, Brutus. It was none of those things. It was, I care too much. You know what my problem is? I mean, I'm it was too courageous. I'm I too courageous. Yeah. Too courageous. He has been a coward. He has been a coward because what do cowards do? They betray. And that's what Bruce Rauner's legacy will be. Benedict Rauner, and he's going to go down. I mean, he's, I think, the third most unpopular governor in the country, and that takes some doing to get uh, the better of Dan Malloy in Connecticut. Um, He's going to go down as a failed governor, as a dishonest governor, 
as somebody who lacked integrity and destroyed himself. All of the wounds that Bruce Rauner have suffered, has, uh, all the wounds that he has suffered, have been self-inflicted. I disagree with that. I don't think they've all been self-inflicted. And if you separate out HB 40 and some of the some of the reasons that Jeannie Ives got into the race, if you look back to 2015 when he first got in, there was they, the Democratic majority was not going to give him a win on anything. Oh, anything. Yeah. And if you go, come no, on, no, 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 come on, no, no, you've no. been around this for 25 years. Yes, I have. The Democrat majority was built into the price when he was running and when he was elected. So I'm sorry that he didn't understand who Madigan and Cullerton were. I'm sorry that he was so naive and we fell in love with a checkbook uh, that w the, the, that uh, he was at a distinct disadvantage and then wouldn't listen to anybody because here's the thing. And I've been around Bruce Rauner over the last three years when uh, we were trying to work together on a range of issues, including campaign. So I've seen him and I've talked to him and I've heard him. As have I. Yeah. But in a different setting than I than I have been, not as an ally, as a journalist. It's different. And let me tell you something about Bruce Rauner. He's never wrong and nothing is ever his fault. And that's why you saw the excited utterance uh, in December that he's not in charge because nothing is his fault. And guess what? For the big, tough, braggadocia businessman who's going to come in from the outside and turn things around, just like Tiny Dancer, his wine club buddy. Is that what we got? It's exactly what you said about Rom, or a version of it. You know, arrogance without resume. That's been Bruce Rauner. I just, I don't think you can completely discount what he is up against. And from Not the beginning, it. from the beginning, even as Governor Rauner came in and tried to build relationships with legislators on the other side of the aisle, even as he tried to build public support, even as he tried to introduce ideas like term limits, like redistribution reform, that 80% of voters Yawn. want that 80% of voters want and, and Democrats refuse to put on Boring. the ballot. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it, it, that's exactly, I, you're I'm, making my point for me. But but like, where is your outrage? Term, 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 term limits your and redistricting reform. That's where you want to spend your limited political capital? Where is your Cotton outrage? Candy. You had, Cotton candy. You had 500,000 people sign petitions for those. Because they do matter. Excuse I me, to, excuse me. Where is your outrage it, at the Democratic it, majority it, that has stifled? Oh my God. Everything, uh, give me any, a break. any sort of growth that we could give me have had a break. under you, you, Now you actually do sound like a Ronner ally because that's the only argument they have. Where's your outrage? I, I, I'm sorry. I've been in this racket for 25 years. My first Republican state legislative candidate was 1994. So I've been running Republican and supporting Republican candidates against Mike Madigan for 25 years. So for the Ronner people, spare me the moral indignancy about who is more opposed to Mike Madigan, okay? Spare me that false juvenile game. Spare me. The opportunity was presented. He earned the opportunity to be governor, and he frittered it away. Be, be a little bit self-accountable. Grow up, not you, him, and Ronner supporters that have, the only thing they have to say is, 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 to wet the or do is to wet their beds over Matt, Mike Madigan. I understand Mike Madigan is the approximate cause for the destruction of the state's economy. How many times do I have to say it? Who's the guy railing against the the Mike Madigan inspired property tax system that's made him a multi cajillionaire and spending millions of dollars of other people's money to try and but advance you're saying, that but issue? You're saying and that those there's candidates. Some, but you're still saying like there is some way to work with him. 
And there no, actually I, I, is not. I, I didn't say there was a way to work with him. You said no, that no, when no, Robert no, no, came no. in, he no, had no, to no. understand sort of that what was what he was up against, and, and, and that and, you're sorry if he didn't understand. That's right, he did what he was up against because that's what he tried to do. And then when he couldn't get anything done, he surrendered because that's what playing Pontius Pilate or when you have the largest tax increase in Illinois history passed over your veto. That's what that looks like. He surrendered. When you have a third of a Republican caucus, you're financing, vote for that largest tax increase. That's a surrender. He owns that. He owns that as the head of the Republican Party. He owns that because the legislature is going to take care of it. In addition to junk science on gender and sanctuary state and HB 40. He owns I those things. We, we don't need to rehash those. No, no, I'm we do. Saying- we do need to rehash them if you want to. Spin this fairy tale about Bruce Ron or ran into Mike Madigan. I'm just saying that you have you have more of a personal thing with him than the average rank and vote rank and file voter Co- who understands that he did all of the all of the turnaround agenda that he proposed were actually good pro business pro growth ideas that you have supported that your candidates have supported. Competence matters. Anybody can put out a white paper with 45 ideas that all Republicans support when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to deregulation and tax reduction. more than a white paper. uh, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Competence matters. That's why Mitt Romney's not the president, and and Donald Trump was. Mitt Romney had a nice 48-point plan for the economy, too. And in the moment when it counted, he shrunk. And in the moment when it's counted every turn, Ronner has shrunk. You think it's personal for me. It's policy. He made this state worse. And he met, and he became the most pro-abortion governor in the history of the United States. And he destroyed the Republican Party from within, which is what Mike Madigan can't do. So, yeah. So is it personal to me? Yeah, it's personal to me because of the 25 years I've been working in the uh, in the party for the party to try and advance conservative reform in the party. The one thing we haven't tried, the one the thing that Ronner said he was going to try and did not did not fact did not try what? A conservative reform agenda like those individuals he calls his mentors, Daniels and Walker. And politically and the people around him, incompetent. State party, a joke. The people around him, buffoons. Buffoons. And so $100 million and four years later, what do you got? How's it going? He had all the resources. He has all. He has the financial uh, donor class all aligned. He's got control of the state party. He's got control. He's got his two welfare queens that run the House and Senate caucuses. How's it going? You have command control of everything and all the cash, all the advantages. And then we come now to your undoing at your own hands. And what's the what's the excuse? I'm not saying that. What's the excuse? I'm not saying he wasn't he didn't play a role in his own undoing. He certainly did by signing those bills that that you mentioned. But. (laughs) Anytime that this comes up, I, I feel obligated to having watched this up close. And the very first thing the Democrats did when he was barely had his hand off the Bible was file a bill and build a huge coalition against him to reduce his power at the bargaining table with Ask Me. One of the very first things that the legislature did. So, yeah, and that was defeated. Barely. It was defeated. And so? And so I'm just saying there was no, you, you, you can't negotiate with people who have no. So willingness you, to come to the table you, with yeah, good intentions. Right. And so what did you write about AFSCME? What should he have done? What should he have done a long time ago with respect to the AFSCME contract? Because you've written about it. You, we talked about it in this show when you filled in. How many hundreds of proposals and dozens of meetings, right, do they go through? Right. 350. So <clears throat> if, you're, if you want to really put your ass on the line, 
to change the state, what do you do? What do you do with AFSCME, the, 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 large, the state's largest public sector union, state worker, that just gave Mike Madigan 750 grand? What do you do with them? Well, what are you suggesting? Fire them? Yes. Okay. Lock them out. We'll put uh, those state jobs to a market test. You don't think that uh, the, the average AFSCME salary, 62 grand. The total compensation package for the average AFSCME member, north of 100 grand when you include all the benefits. I think that sounds <clears throat> really great, but I mean, these are people who actually have jobs to, you know, check on children who are yeah. neglected yeah. and run the prisons and yeah. public and, safety and, roles. And, 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 and we'll start paring down those, you know, you use a federal term, non-essential workers to show that we're serious. You want to chop your ranks in half? Let's do it. Well, he did. He has not approved a contract. I mean, he he did not approve any so, raises. So it languishes until uh, Fat Boy gets in, and yes. then and then it gets uh, green lighted. The sound of one hand clapping. Nothing. Anthony in in uh, Plainfield, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Thanks for taking my call. The, the one thing that is stark to me is Rauner has absolutely no leadership capacity. All these policies that has written, been written about and he claimed he was going to push and promote, they all fell down. But he could still be prospecting for conservative candidates, promoting them into the legislature, build a team that doesn't or can't be effective in the moment, but maybe can move the ball forward in two, three, four years. He's done nothing of that sort. I wouldn't follow him into a, a water balloon fight with the kids in the neighborhood. So uh, I held my nose one time and voted for him. I'm not voting for him. Any of my friends and family, I'm telling them vote for McCain. Thank, thanks for the call, Anthony. J.B. Pritzker's got an ad, too, speaking to his competence. Another issue that uh, was raised by Jeannie Ives in the primary, and me, and I will continue to raise it because Ronner continues to lie about it and because veterans in Quincy unnecessarily died because of this administration's incompetence. Pritzker's ad from a family member. I met my dad at the ER, and when I walked into that room, he was laying in a fetal position, unresponsive. He just looked like he was about to die. It was not the dad that I saw before. At that moment, my dad needed for the state to honor him and serve him the way that he honored and served his country. Nothing was said about Legionnaires. While the state was sending back emails about PR and different things, my dad was, was dying. Our team did exactly what they should have done, um, ex exactly when they should have done it. My question to Governor Rauner is, if it were your parents who were living at that home, would you have handled it differently? Would the response time have been quicker? I looked up to my dad a lot, and I loved him. And whatever life he had left on this earth, it was his. And Governor Rauner was more interested in protecting his image than he was the heroes who served our country. That's Tim Miller, the son of Eugene Miller. Ouch. What about the Quincy Veterans Home? I'm not going to defend what happened there. Right. I know. It's indefensible. It turns out that uh, Ronner wants to be everything, and he'll be anything in any moment to try and uh, flim-flam a constituency into supporting him. And that only lasts for so long. And then what you become 
is what J.B. Pritzker is, which is nothing. And that only lasts for so long, too. So we're going to continue from George Ryan forward having the ignominious designation of the worst governor in America. We've had it for, let's see, one, two, three, four governors. And we're going to make it five on November 6th. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM 560, The Answer.